edit out. So y'all getting rare footage here. <laughs> All right. Hey, you. Welcome to the Surrender to Thrive podcast. Surrender to Thrive is your weekly invitation to join intimate conversations surrounding emotional wellness, relationships, and personal growth. We're getting all in our feelings today, so let's get started. All right. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Serenity of Thrive podcast. We're your host, Melon Vic, and today we have a great one. It looks like Vic is connected. She's connecting. She's on. Um, if this ends up on the podcast, this is live from Instagram. And we really wanted to have a discussion on emotional intimacy because we both have healed and grown within our relationship and then our own relationships outside of each other as well. And obviously some challenges. So we want to really talk about how we improve our emotional intimacy with others and ourselves and also some of the challenges that we um, endured. But first, the icebreaker, which I say I'm going to introduce an emotional check-in, which is... What color is your heart? Um, Vic, did you have like a backstory on what color is uh, Not really. Like it was something that, you know, I started within my small friend circle. Uh, and it was something I saw on Instagram, actually. It was just something that stuck with me, resonated. Uh, and yeah, I just started, I started doing that. And at first it was like, what do you mean by that? You know, people were kind of like, oh, I don't know what color my heart is. Like red? I'm like, no, like really, like what color does your heart? And then, you know, having them decide what that color represents. So it's just mm -hmm. something that I wanted to do. I like to check in with, uh, you know, my friends in various ways. And, you know, some people are like, oh, you're trying to therapize me. Like, no, it's it's not that deep. Like, I just, I really <laughs> want to know. I like to be intimate. So, um, yeah, that was just something that I did to try to, switch up my good mornings because I'm I'm one of those people I get bored quick I like to switch it up but I'm also very much want to be involved in your life so that was just something that I tried out and it stuck it works well in sessions as well so yes yeah I agree with my at first I was like, let me do let me do it with my kid like my younger clients they're like you know yeah. eight you know ten because they're like oh it's kind of a cool way to you know check in without them like you know not without trying to explain certain things because sometimes right. that's really condensed wording when it comes to kids. Um, so they really enjoyed it, but I noticed that the adults did too because it gives them an opportunity to like, um, be like, hmm, I never really thought about that, you know? Um, and then once, what am I to say? Oh, you know how some people associate colors like when they want to feel confident, they might wear, I don't know, yellow or orange or like, you know, <laughs> yeah. they want to feel, you know, sensual and sex, they might wear, you know, gold or they might wear black or whatever it might be. So I think that it's easy to associate colors with emotions. And I think mm -hmm. that's why it's a great exercise to do. So in saying all of that, what color is your heart today? Let's focus on today, not the past. Not mm. the today, I'm thinking I got like this sunset orange, you know, in my heart and a very specific color. I know but for me, that represents just this sense of renewal, um, energy, um, just happiness. Like, I just took the time today to be really intentional about how I started my morning as far as, like, stretching, you know, mm -hmm. my self-care routine that I'm developing. Um, and it was just something that just kind of helped me to get my day started. Yesterday was not the best day for me. My heart was more of, like, a, 
a gusty gray <laughs> type of hue to it. But today, you know, I was like, you know, I'm re- I'm resetting. I'm restarting it Sunday. You know, why not start fresh with that, that sunset orange? So that's what I'm feeling today in my heart. Just representing <laughs> that, you know, refreshing feeling. So what color mm-hmm. is your heart today? See, we be aligned <laughs> because yeah. I, my color is not sunset orange, but um, I was thinking some type of light, like a golden light. Um, I was going to say white, but it's kind of light blah, but it also reminds me of a canvas. So I think a mixture between like a golden light color or like white. Uh, okay. And the reason why I said that, the reason why I was like, we hear it is because um, I'm in a space also of just like renewing my energy um, and taking a look at the emotional experience I've been having and being able to like process them and like get some clarity from them. Um, because like I mentioned, there were just some, a lot of emotional experiences I was feeling. Um, and I realized that I found some clarity in why I was experiencing certain emotions again um, and how certain relationships I was going to experience things from the past. And I was like, okay, this has come up again. What What is this? So I've been just really in my feelings um, a lot for the past. I would say all of November, really. And that's why I would say it'd be like white or golden light. It's like shining light on the things that need to be um, worked through, uh, not something for me to get over. And I also think, well, white is like a blank canvas. I can make it how I want. I can color it how I want. So that's where I'm at right now. That's from where I'm at and how I'm moving forward. So that's that. (laughs) Um, That's good. But yeah, let's get into discussion on emotional intimacy and what that means for us. So yeah, what is emotional intimacy to you? Oh, I've been really thinking about that, honestly, because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, emotional intimacy varies, you know, in each relationship that you have, because um, to be emotionally intimate with somebody, you have to have vulnerability. And if you know me, you know, I hated that word. Like I could <laughs> not stand it. I'm like, oh, like I literally would cringe when people would use the V word is what I would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm in a place where I've just been like, like really just embracing vulnerability and recognizing the power in it. So, you know, emotional intimacy to me means like, I trust you, you know, I trust you enough to show up as I am. That means like, if I don't feel like taking a shower that day, I'm sad, I'm depressed, whatever that means. Like I'm trusting that you can hold that space for me and that we can share that interaction. And I'm kind of just myself. Like a lot of times, you know. Um, <laughs> you see the <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at Amber. <laughs> but no, uh, a lot of times I'm just like, um, like, oh, I don't feel like this today. I'm not okay. I don't want nobody to know I'm not okay. And I kind of viewed emotional intimacy as something I would run from. You mm-hmm. know, so now I'm in a place where I don't want to run from it, but I do recognize that I'm very selective with who I choose to be intimate with. So intimacy is very broad and it's not just one thing or the other. And I think in the past, like younger, you know, naive versions of myself was just like intimacy meant sex. It wasn't until I went to undergrad and, you know, took some classes on it um, that I kind of learned that intimacy is so broad and so much more than just a physical component. So for me, it's a lot about how do I feel in this interaction with you? Do I feel safe with you? Can I share what I'm truly feeling? Um, and like I said, that varies from person to person because not everybody gets the same version of me. Not everybody gets to see me, you know, be emotionally intimate. Um, so I think it's a privilege, you know, in itself. So it is something that 
requires empathy, patience, trust, and then also um, just understanding, mm-hmm. you know, and comprehending that just because I'm telling and sharing these things with you doesn't mean that, you know, I want you to use them against me. It doesn't mean that I, I'm requiring you to show up in a certain way. I just want you to be because I just want to be. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't really explain it, but it's it's a feeling, you know, it's a feeling of yeah. wholeness, I would say. Yeah. How would you define it? Um. I would say I learned to def- I'm learning to define emotional intimacy. And when I started to define it, it started with myself. Um, I had realized that I wasn't emotionally intimate with myself as much as I wanted to be when I was younger. Um, yeah. I had a lot of times I was looking for that in other people to like validate my emotions, but I couldn't even sit with my own emotions at times. It's like I did, but it was like, I still was fighting them. I still kind of yeah. was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to. And just like, let me go cuddle with somebody. You know, not sound like that. That's not very, <laughs> no, you know, I like, get it, I cuddle teddy bears and stuff like that, too. But just yeah. I was a person that I did steal my emotions, but I didn't honor them. Um, mm. I just was like, oh, I'm sad, you know, whatever. Or, oh, right. um, that person made me mad. I'm just fighting them. But I wasn't honoring what it was trying to tell me. Um, of what it was communicating to me and I didn't like work through them so I was like carrying a lot of emotions that were my own and also weren't my own so I had to learn to like be emotionally intimate with myself first um and that's how the whole surrender to thrive even came about <laughs> right the stories so I ain't gonna go into it and if you don't look at some past posts <laughs> um but I had to learn to be I had to learn to acknowledge my feelings honor them and accept them and process uh, and process them as well. So it wasn't just about, you know, knowing what it was. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you know, you feel this way, but how can you take it a step further? How can you use what you, you're feeling to your advantage um, and for your own growth and healing too? So that's where it started. So I will say emotional intimacy for me was it started, the journey itself started with me. And now it's like poured over into my relationships, including you. Um, I think you, I would say you were, I would say you were the first because I thought I was the most honest with my feelings, being able to communicate them properly, mm-hmm. you know, without necessarily, you know, lashing out or like right. being so like, oh, I'm so sensitive, let me retreat and not say anything. Um, so I think it was the first time I was like, I feel something, let me communicate with myself first and then. You know, if I have an issue or if I want to process something with it, let me go to her next. And I always, I always kind of um, encourage people to like sit with their own feelings first before, you know, going to someone else. Um, and that's something I'm still learning to do. Um, but yeah, that's I would say emotional intimacy. Intimacy to me is your relationship with yourself and how that pours over to relationship with other people. Um, like you mentioned, vulnerability, obviously, um, closeness. Right. Honesty, even if it's hard to be honest, like um, just being like it's even saying that it's hard to be honest with you right now, or I don't know where to feel right now, but this is what's going on in my body. Like just being very like vulnerable and open, <laughs> and like you mentioned, that is it's hard. Yeah. I, I was gonna say it's challenging, but I think once you, like you mentioned, like select the right people to be vulnerable with, to be intimate with, it changes the game totally. Um, and it makes you want to do it with more people as well. So, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that because self awareness is huge when it comes to being intimate. 
because like I, I talk to clients all the time, like if you don't know how you like to be loved, if you don't know what you like for you, how can you expect somebody else to know or figure it out? So that's mm-hmm. something that I think is definitely important. So if you can't name your own emotions, you can't sit with your emotions, you know, how can you also require somebody else to do the same when you don't even like it, when you feel uncomfortable? So, you know, that's something that transfers. People pick up on it when you're uncomfortable, mm-hmm. when you're not really feeling yourself, when you're not feeling comfortable in your skin, essentially, like people notice. Um, and that's just something that you have to, you know, you have to recognize, like, okay, I've done all this work for other people. What have I done for myself? How could this, how does this transfer to me? And how can I make myself better while I'm also helping these other people? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's a great point that you uh, you made about it starting with you first. Yeah, definitely. And, and speaking about, like, it started with me, um, when I met you, uh, why is that? When I met you, right? Oh, I, <laughs> no, not like that. But when I when we met in the grad program, and um, I I was in a place where I was open to, you know, initiating relationships and not letting them just like, oh, somebody wants to be my friend, come on along. You're like, no. <laughs> like I was like, right. That's, you know, I want to be intentional about who I want in my life. Uh, and I think I always been, especially with friends, like I've been very, I don't want to say particular, I would rather say intentional about how I feel around certain people. But like I mentioned, I was never the person to initiate relationships. It would just happen. So I was in the space of like, I want to actually initiate relationships. And you were the first person I initiated a relationship with. Um, and like invited to like my housewarming, like, like making effort, pouring energy into somebody that was a complete stranger. But I felt great around you and it was like it was effortless you know so um as we continue to like grow in our relationship obviously there was like I think there were mainly ups um I don't think we ever been in a place where it was just like horribly like right we can't stand each other I don't we never experienced anything like anything like that but definitely were some challenges and I want to talk about that like were there any challenges with being emotionally intimate with just us together Oh, you got to prepare me. I don't think this was in the notes. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't. No. Dang, okay. No. <laughs> sure. Uh, but no. Uh, honestly, though, I think I think that, you know, we're able to get through challenging moments because of, you know, the relationship that we have, that we nurtured and built. And I think part of it was our communication. So, of course, there are things that are going to come up in any friendship. But I think for us... Um, being very intentional about communicating through those things has been something that has helped us to continue to have emotional intimacy. So therefore we haven't had a moment where I'm just like, Oh my goodness. Like I can't wait to get away from Mel. She driving me crazy. Like, you know, so I, I've never really had that moment. Um, I know it's been moments where I didn't fell asleep on you a few times, not to say that you were boring me, but you know me when this time I would go to sleep anywhere, <laughs> any place, any <laughs> sentence, like, you know, um, but I think, um, one of the things that has helped is, like I said, always wrapping back around us having check-ins, me asking what color is your heart, me asking, you know, hey, you know, what's going on? I haven't heard from you or you saying, are you good? Is there anything I can do for you? Like us just being aware and paying attention, you know, through those observations, through listening, because I think something you said the other day was like, man, like my tribe really listens to me, like in your gifts that you got for your birthday, like really knowing that we're listening and we're, you know, paying attention to certain things, like those little things that make all the difference. It could be something as simple as like, hey, you ain't got your necklace on today. What's that about? You know what I'm saying? If I know you always wear this necklace, that could be something that, 
you know, one of us a, a notice about one another and just check in about. So I think um, you showing up and being willing to put on um, the marbles in a jar first and not expecting, the, you know, the glass to come half full and just, hey, like, I'm out here, I'm trying this, I want to make friends and I'm going to do it. And knowing my background with friendships um, in high school and just where I've been at and how there's been a challenge for me, I think that made it easier because I'm not always the person to come in, you know, cards on the table and trusting people. But I think you really made it easy to do so um, because you were willing to just come in like, hey, this is me, <laughs> take it or leave it. And you were like in a place of kind of healing and growth when I was still in a place of stagnation and, and kind of repeating certain cycles. But instead of like, you know, you judging me for that or you writing me off, it's like, OK, I ain't got time for this person. Like you saw my potential. And I tell people don't follow up with, you know, with potential because people might not never reach it. But you saw that I really was making an effort to change things. But I just needed some help. I needed the extra push. And mm -hmm. I think that's where you kind of came in to help me make that shift because it was like, for once, I didn't feel like I had to be stuck or confined to any certain category. You were just like, hey, however you want to show up is fine with me. And I think I threw a lot at you as far as like trying to test the relationship Leon. And so um, that was something that I don't know how that was going to go. Honestly, like I hadn't made any friends for four years. I was intentional about not making friendships because of that fear of being vulnerable um, and that fear of not knowing. <laughs> hey, Haven. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's true. Not being vulnerable and um, you know, not knowing like, hey, I got you know my old friends. I don't want no new friends. I got you know I've had trust issues in the past with friendships. How am I supposed to show up in another friendship when I don't even know, you know, mm -hmm. how to maintain the ones that I have at times? So that was something for me that I felt was a challenge that I had to just work through, mm -hmm. and just took that chance. And you know, and it it turned out to be great. Like, look at us <laughs> now, right? <laughs> yeah, been, oh yeah, two thousand. 16 to now, so. Oh. Uh, we met in the grandfather. Yeah. So 16. Yeah, I'm and getting a little seasoned out here, huh? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But I think for me, um, one of the, like you mentioned, I, this sounds really cheesy and like get the violins, but <laughs> I saw your heart. Like I could tell, it, it kinda, if you're a person that, you know, hold things in, or you like a sensitive person, or you like wear your heart on your sleeve. You can tell. I can feel those people. I can tell when they're like trying to hide their heart, but it's 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 hard to hide your heart from somebody who also does the same thing. Um, and I was like, this girl is like <laughs> what they call what they say on ATL, like a jelly bean, hard on the outside, soft on the inside. Wow, like, that's a new one. <laughs> you all remember that from ATL? He was like, we call him Jelly Bean because he mm -mm. went. <laughs> But I can see that you were like, you were open to it. Like, I remember you bought me, a, that's how I knew to, on my housewarming. Um, we did, we had just started like talking and you brought me a housewarming gift. You're the only person, I think somebody else did, it was more like a drink, but you bought like a, a housewarming gift that was like thought through. I was like, wait a minute, like this is something I would do. And I was like, this is, yeah. I think this is a person that has a huge heart. And I feel like it's been, um, it hasn't been nurtured in a way that you wanted to because I was feeling the same things at that time. So I felt that. And that's how I was like, yeah, this, this is, this is it. I'm, I'm cool with continuing to pour energy into it because one thing that does work well with emotional intimacy in our relationship is the reciprocity. Um, it's not ever a moment where I feel like I'm 
giving and you're not giving anything for me. And it's more like long it's, you know, periods of time. Of course, there's going to be times where like we're in our own bodies and our own heads and our own emotions. And we may take a break from each other, may not talk as much. Um, I think we, we still do. Maybe not like on the phone, but like we might text or something like that. But um, there'll be those times we have like our space and we know where we're working through some things. Yeah. Um, and I don't know it's just something about um, having a relationship with somebody that you trust with your emotions with your feelings and not feeling attacked for them for feeling those things um, and that's something that I feel like we have grown to like trust each other with because we have learned to like work through those challenges as well so I definitely agree and like I mentioned I had you know I experienced a lot of trauma in the program and even in that period, like, I feel like if I didn't have that person, it definitely would have been, like, very hard for me. Um, so, yeah, I'm truly grateful for that. But as far as how you improved, um, not necessarily just with me, but just any uh, relationship, how have you improved or look forward to improving emotional intimacy with other people and with yourself? Yeah, uh, for me, I started showing up for me. Um you know, I was very, very, very codependent. You know, anybody that knows me knows that that's something I struggle with acceptance. Uh, when I first found out, I'm like, I ain't codependent. Like, no, nah, that's that's high school stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that <laughs> that was how I viewed the people I was working with. Like, uh, my students, like, they are codependent upon one another. But I was just throwing the term out there thinking, like, they're dependent on other people for their happiness, for everything, essentially, their their well-being. And so for me, I feel like I couldn't possibly do that because I'm independent. I know what I want. You know, I'm, I'm vocal about it. I don't have a problem confronting anything. And I really was missing the core of codependency, that people pleasing, um, that putting yourself last, not even putting yourself on the list to begin with. Like that was mm -hmm. something that was very true for me. Like I was always that person putting others first, wanting to help and serve others. And I got stuck in that rescuer role um, that I recently talked about on my page for my codependent series just like wanting to be the one to help somebody and if I didn't or couldn't help somebody then I felt like I had no purpose in life mm -hmm. um I felt like I wasn't doing enough and I'm like man like life life is only about helping others if you don't have a purpose then what's the point of living you know and I really got into this space of depression and just lacking my self-worth because I didn't have self-confidence I didn't have a high self-esteem like it was just all about what can I do for others so when I felt as though people didn't need me. There wasn't some type of chaos going on. Like I was struggling, you know? So um, really in the past two years, almost three years now going into three years, like that's when I really started to do the work and started to ask myself, like, like, what do I want for life? What is it for me? You know, and, and me checking in with myself and putting myself on the list as a priority is something that has always been challenging because I feared that if I started to care for myself, then I would lose people around me. And that's when I realized, like, you got to get it together. You are very codependent because if you can't heal you and have people still be present and support you, those are not your people. You know, mm -hmm. but for me, I was looking at it as a loss versus looking at it as growth, as evolution, something that has to happen. Um, and that was something that I just had to really sit down with, study about, do my own research, like reading. I love to read and learn that way. Um, and I feel like I do better reading it for myself than I do like attending workshops and stuff. I don't retain much. It's like you get a bunch of stuff thrown at you and then I toss it to the side. But when I read it for myself, when I take my own notes, mm -hmm. it just feels better for me. And so a part of my improvement in emotional intimacy has been 
really recognizing where I've fallen short, where did I, where did I stop loving myself and then getting to a place where I can love myself. And what do I love about me? Not what other people have told me to love, not what other people love about me, but what do I love about me? What qualities mm-hmm. at my core do I want to nurture? And so for me, that's been something that um, I'm working through constantly, like every day where I'm always like, okay, what can I do for me today? So like today, like didn't pick up my phone right away. Like I, I'm always on Instagram, probably just quickly five minutes scrolling, you know, looking at inspirational stuff. But mm-hmm. for me, that's like, I'm learning in those moments too, because I'm seeing a message that resonates with me. And then I'm like, okay, what is my intention for today? What am I going to do for me today? And mm-hmm. that's what I chose. Like, okay, I'm going to start my day off. I'm going to shower. I'm going to wash my face. I'm going to do my, you know, my mask. Like I'm going to do all these things. And then I'm going to create content that I want to create for, you know, my business page. So for me, that was a part of improving emotional intimacy with myself and recognizing that you had a bad day yesterday, but it's okay to start over. It doesn't have to be the end of the world. Versus mm-hmm. in the past, I would have took that as like, well, oh, well, I guess I'll try again next week. I'll throw the whole week away. Like, all because mm-hmm. I had a bad moment. You know, like, it's very extreme, but I was very much that person. Oh, well, this didn't go well. This didn't go well. Then forget it. I shut down. I'm not talking to nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's just not healthy. It's not healthy. And I, I'm very much so one of those people I have to practice what I preach. And it sounds like a cliche, but I really do because clients are going to know. They'll call you out in a minute and they'll tell you like, wait, you have this too? Like, what? What? I didn't know that. And they love that you're intimate with them. So it's just like, intimacy is, is nothing that hurts us. You know, like I viewed in the past, it's something that helps us and also kind of helps facilitate growth in any relationship or connection or interaction that you want. And it's necessary. So it's, instead of me trying to run from it, thinking that that's going to save me from pain and hurt, when really I'm hurting even more by not being intimate or vulnerable with people, why yeah. not just do it? Why not just see, you know, what can come from it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that you mentioned it. Like, that's a quotable. Like, intimacy doesn't hurt you. Um, mm-hmm. Just like love doesn't hurt. It's just like not placing blame on these things that obviously contribute to our growth. We just like, right. instead of placing it on, not necessarily placing blame, but instead of being curious about what it is that's making this a challenge, you're like, oh, it's love. You know, fuck love. You know, <laughs> fuck being intimate. I don't want to get close to nobody. Like, blame it on these different yeah. things rather than working through whatever. Um, challenges there are within you that's you know coming out in your relationships with other people um so for me emotional intimacy like like I mentioned like checking in on myself being very curious about what I'm feeling um I recently found out that I had cancer in my chart I'm like okay that makes sense because I thought it was just like me being a Libra and all these different things but I'm I realized that everything is in alignment not necessarily just with astrology but just everything that I've like experienced and everything that I'm like, even like having an emotional wellness brand, like mm-hmm. it's very fitting. <laughs> so yeah. I always have to, like you mentioned, practice what I preach and like um, being curious about my own emotions and not like attacking them and being like, Oh, I hate feeling sad. Oh, I hate feeling that. Like not being in those spaces where like I'm fighting me, you know, fighting against myself. Um, so it is checking in with myself and being like, you know, you feeling this, what's going on, like, talk to me, you know, and I might journal it, I might talk to you, uh, or other friends, or, like, my daddy, like, just having time to, like, just be honest, and another thing I mentioned is, um, I want to mention is about trust, too, um, because we talked about that when it comes to emotional intimacy, and I'm a person, I probably trust too fast, but I don't never want to, what's like, 
eyelash or something. I don't want to be in a space where I'm like withholding trust because I feel like um, I'm not going to get the full experience that I need to grow a heel. So mm-hmm. I come in with a certain amount of trust, even with strangers. And I feel like we all do. We just don't realize it. Like, for example, we first met, there was a level of trust. You enter my home, like, you know, <laughs> you fall asleep around me. Like, there's a level of trust. Like, even if, you know, if you know you're not safe right now, but you're going to be like, you're going to be alert. You're not going to fall asleep. You don't care how tired you are. You're like, I'm up. Facts, <laughs> like, facts. So it's a, it's a surface, surface level of, like, respect, to And also trust that we all have with certain people or just people in general. Um, and I feel like being at a place where like, you have to earn my trust, I feel like trust is something that, for me, develops or evolves um, or improves. So it's like yeah. this third level of trust that I give. Um, and if you like betray my trust, then I can go from there and be like, yeah, I can't trust you. But going in like, I can't trust you. You don't know this person. You're getting to know them. So the more you have a certain level of trust, and then the more you see, like, oh, this person is, you know, this seems like somebody I can trust, your trust improves, like, over time. And that's why it's like, okay, I really can trust this person. Rather than being like, I'm coming in with no trust, I don't believe that we don't come in with no trust. We have a certain level of trust, even with dating or being online. Like, people tell their business all the time online. Like, come on, like it's a certain level of, like, vulnerability that we express in and trusting people with whether we realize it or not so um I think why not come in with a certain amount of trust so that you can experience the growth and healing that you need like I mentioned um but other than that I really want to close because my phone about to die <laughs> but <laughs> I want to like wrap up the conversation to um like any last words and also how do you um create a practice around emotional intimacy First of all, you know, I don't know about that coming in with trust for I honestly used to before I was ever betrayed, like before we experienced pain, just like you have to experience love to know what, you know, hurt is like it has to be a balance before you feel feel that betrayal. You have to experience something positive. Mm-hmm. So in the past, it was always I'm coming in trusting. I don't know you. What, what reason do you have to lie to me? I really feel like if you don't care about a person, you're not going to lie to a person because you don't care what they think anyway. Um, So I definitely can agree that, yeah, you do have a certain level of trust. But part of my trust also has that paranoia. If I'm coming in with trust, I'm trusting that I ain't going to miss, you know, and you know what I mean by that. So <laughs> I, that's my trust. Like I'm, I'm trusted in me. Like I'm trusted in my abilities that if anything go awry, I can recognize it, feel it and get out the situation. Yeah. So I put trust in myself first in all interactions, but I definitely can see like what you mean about having to have a certain level of trust because you don't know. You just don't know until you know, right? So you're getting to know a person. So for me, like practicing emotional intimacy, um, which it'll be coming out soon. I actually have started content for a new series, so I'll save that. But I will say nice. that what we're talking about is very in a uh, very in alignment with that that same topic about trust and self like that's what that's going to be kind of centered around but one of the things I did was I read the letter I wrote to myself um at the picnic and that was my first time reading the letter was when I recorded you know this new video that'll be released in the future so you know one of the things I wrote in there was about kind of like that moment like everybody's not going to hurt you that was one of the lines like everybody is not out to get you and so for me, recognizing that is what ha- kind of helped me to foster this new practice of emotional intimacy and, and recognizing that 
hey, people only do what you allow. And not everybody is out to hurt you. Not everybody has mm-hmm. ill intentions all because of one person or two people or a bad moment in life. You know, there mm-hmm. was just a moment that just lasted probably 10 seconds or maybe 10 minutes. But I had to really realize that time is something that is constructed. Time is something that, yes, we don't get back. But time is also something that happens in that moment and only in that moment. I can't take something that happened yesterday and then have it happen again in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, it might not happen that exact same way. It might not be similar, but I had to recognize for me that and when you're being emotionally intimate, it has to be something that you show up with this brand new lens every time it happens, each interaction. So, yes, I can trust you. Yes, I know you, but I shouldn't expect that every time we interact, I can know everything you're going to do, right? It's always some yeah. type of unpredictableness that's going to happen. So for me, um, that practice that I you know, cultivate for myself is just being open-minded every single time I have an interaction and not expecting it to only be one way every single time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I definitely feel you. Um, as far as, I would say rituals, like I mentioned, like checking in on myself anytime I'm experiencing something heavy emotionally, or it might even be where I'm feeling like, you know, happy as fuck, like, what's what's going on like what's what's a who around me right now or yeah. like what's going on like being present being in the moment to understand what experiences contribute to you feeling well or you not feeling so well um so that's something I do a lot of um I'm a person that if I don't feel it's something that's just you know if something feels off um I kind of recognize what it is so that if it's something that I can you know, continue to go forward with or something I need to retreat or, um, you know, let go, um, essentially. So that's how I practice emotional intimacy is just like continue to nurture my relationships with other people, um, especially the people that pour into me and vice versa. Um, and not being afraid, you know, when, you know, things come up. And there definitely are times where I feel like um, when I'm being vulnerable or open, um, a lot can come out at once, um, but I'm a person, I'm a processor. I like to talk, obviously. <laughs> like, I like to talk. I like to work things through. Like anytime something, like I mentioned, anytime something's heavy on my heart, I'll be like, I said, I'm going to sit with this, try to, you know, process it with myself. But now I feel like I have to talk to the other person now, um, whether it be something great or something not so great, because I, I doesn't feel right to hold on to emotions um anymore any I guess it doesn't feel right for me to hold emotions that don't need to be held on to um at least for me um and I feel like it messes with my sleep too so I'm a person that sleeps very peacefully but I'm feeling something emotionally heavy yeah I cannot sleep and it irks me so much and I'm Mm -hmm. just like no I have to nope sit up come on sit up and let's 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 process this and I'm talking to myself you know in this moment I'm not gonna buy it you know, midnight, telling myself, I need to process my feelings, you know, so I sit with myself, um, do audio recordings, if I don't feel like journaling, sometimes I just do an audio recording, all right, so I'm 10%, now, right, so I do audio recordings, and sometimes I just, you know, talk to you, um, or even when we have, like, those little times, where, not little time, but those moments where we, like, see something on Netflix, we like have a whole discussion about it. And then we go into something like not even opposite of that, but we get really open about our own experiences. Like yeah. being able to just 
have those conversations with people just it just feels good and it's something I want to encourage just like healing in community being intimate um and learning to like recognize those people who are going to nurture um the relationship in a way that feels emotionally safe um and intimate so those are my last words um and thank everybody Ooh. for joining <laughs> as well um like I mentioned, hopefully this can turn to I can figure out a way for my phone die to save this and put it in Anchor. Guess who I do my do our podcast with and make this the um, episode for today. Um, thanks for discussion, ladies. Good thought. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you all for joining us uh, for today's episode. Um, like I mentioned, you're on the email list for all the events coming up this week. Um, not this week, but they're coming up very soon. Definitely join the email list. The link is in my bio. Um, and other than that, take care because my